5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. DJ C Squared Chris Cook on the ones and twos. How are you doing, fellas? I'm doing well. How are y'all doing? Good, good, good. How are you doing, Philip, on this free ball Friday here? Doing great, man. Varner had a great day. Yeah, yeah. Let's get right into the news of the day. Some really great things happening in the world of sports. Start with the USA baseball team who won bronze after a 5-1 to one win over Japan and uh, Hawk Ball Week over there in uh, the Netherlands. Um, is there any update on what Zach Agnos did in that game? I know he had a plate appearance in this game. No, there was he didn't play today. He okay. had a plate appearance in yesterday's game. Went gotcha. for one play, a little third. There we go. Yeah, I'm, I, I was surprised when Darren Vaught came on last week and told us that they see him more as a pitcher because Zach Agnos I always thought was one of the better fielders in the country, so definitely took me by surprise there. Well, and the way this team's been hitting the ball, which has not been very good, you'd like to see Agnos out there batting. Yeah. He's going to hit it 110 off the bat within – Five feet of shortstop one way or another. The shortstop may catch it, or it may be a single into left center. You never know. But, you know, he's going to hit the ball 110 miles an hour and force you to make a play, though. He doesn't strike out much. Yeah, either way. I mean, he fits that brand of baseball that ECU's got going down there. So, congratulations to the uh, U.S. Collegiate National Team. Obviously, we have uh, expectations for them to win gold, but nonetheless, these are collegiate players. It's nice for them to get a medal. Um, Nice for Godwin to get that on his belt there. And so and as well as Zach Agnos. Moving on, um, obviously we'll get into some golf a little bit later on in the show, but uh, a controversial comment by former Panthers starter and current Panthers radio analyst Jake DeLome, who believes Sam Sam Darnold has the upper hand over Baker Mayfield, and this is kind of a uh, story that's somewhat going viral right now, or did late last night yesterday, or last night pretty much. Um, Pro Football Talk tweeted it out. I believe ESPN tweeted it out. I... This solely screams me somebody who's just trying to make some noise. Uh, when you think of Jake DeLome, he's going to pull for the underdog just because he's been an underdog. Um, I'm sure he's got a clear-cut argument for why that's the case. Just the fact that Sam Darnold's been there. Um, some people believe that Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield are the same caliber player. Um, but I, I have to disagree on that one. Come on, Jake DeLome. That's a hot take for sure, buddy. And you know I love me some Jake DeLome. I'll defend Jake DeLome till the day I die. 
Yeah. No, I I don't know if I want to say he's got the upper hand. I think he has more of a chance than what people are giving him. Yep. Kind of because what I said earlier in the week, I think if this was six, eight years ago when starters actually saw some preseason action, saw some in-game action, yep. um, it would be more. I'm not sure how many joint practices we have scheduled with other teams. If we have one or two of those, I feel like Baker has the upper hand. I'm sure we've at least got one. Um, but Sam, the reason what kind of gives him – more than what people are giving him, I shouldn't say giving him credit for. It's just the fact that, you know, Baker's got two weeks to learn the playbook before camp. And then, you know, he hasn't ran this offense. You know, yep. just basic things like shifting the protection and the verbiage of how to do it with this team is different than with the team he's been with. And he's not going to have a lot of opportunities now that we're down to three preseason games and the fact that. You guys, they don't play guys you've actually heard of as much in preseason now. Yep. It's not really preseason for the players. It, it's figure out who we're going to cut is what it ends up really coming down to, and that's what yep. these preseason games have evolved to. Well, looking at this article here, DeLone bases his opinion on the fact that Darnold had the benefit of the offseason program to learn offensive coordinator Ben McAdoo's system, so that kind of falls in line with what kind of what you said. He also said that Darnold also knows the players. He knows how the receivers make their breaks. I I tend to disagree with that one. If you saw any of Darnold last season uh, in uh, the, what is it, the 2021 season, it seemed like he didn't know his receivers at all the way he was missing throws. Well, it was his first year with them, and yeah. this will be yeah. Baker's first year, so it kind of helps prove DeLum's point. I yeah, guess. but yeah, I guess everybody's point was that he should have hit the ground running because he's got a guy he's familiar with, probably his best receiver he's had with the Jets and Robbie Anderson. They should have been hitting off from the gun. And uh, Robbie Anderson had a really, really bad year. A lot of that's because he had a case of the drop season, got a lot in his own head. But also, there were times where Robbie Anderson would make a break and Sam Darnold just didn't know what was going on and would completely miss him. Yeah, that's true. I wonder if that was too a little bit of verbiage of knowing the playbook and stuff, obviously. Yeah. Um, one of them could have been thinking the old playbook, the Jets one could have been thinking new. Yeah. I'm, I'm more playing devil's advocate. Yeah, I'm really no, not it. trying yeah. to – disagree with you because I do agree yeah. his timing sucked um all this stuff and it, like I said I still think Baker's going to be the starter yeah but like I said I don't think it's you know we kind of brought up the other day and we didn't have time to get into it but you said wasn't there like a I can't remember exactly what you said you said like a 10 percent chance Sam Darnold starts starts and, yeah yeah, yeah and won, I said yeah. I disagree I think it's more of like a one and a third chance that Sam Darnold starts I'm gonna give him 33 percent chance wow, Sam okay Darnold's a starter yeah. Yeah, still not great, but, hey, that's significantly better than what my prediction was. But, uh, yeah, everybody's saying I, I, I get DeLome's argument, but the major argument against kind of his opinion right now and his logic is the fact that they wouldn't have traded for Mayfield if they believed in Darnold. So that's kind of like – that's kind of the, my thinking where I fall in line when it comes to that issue. You wouldn't trade for Baker Mayfield if you believe in Sam Darnold and – it seems like uh, Matt Rule's the reaper here when it comes to quarterbacks in Carolina when he says he believes in a guy. Because don't forget, earlier in the offseason when they were doing their kind of press conferences when they got once they got back from minicamp, Matt Rule was a big believer in Sam Darnold all of a sudden saying he's our guy. You know, he's made a big improvements. Remember, he said the same thing about Cam and Teddy Bridgewater. So maybe he's the reaper. When you hear that from Matt Rule, that's when you know the writing's on the wall for whoever's that quarterback, it seems like. I think he's just a broken record, and he's going to say, <laughs> we believe in that guy, regardless. Yeah. I mean, you know, we could we could sign Nathan Peterman. He's going to believe in him. Yeah. We could sign Tom Brady. He's going to believe in he's him. He's trying to – I don't know. He's trying to say the right things, and uh, it turns out not being the right things. Anyways, 
Moving on to some more NFL news. Statements from Texas owner Janice McNair and a couple other the McNairs about the team reaching settlements with 30 women who accused of Sean Watson of sexual misconduct during massage appointments. Um, they just said our organization had no knowledge of Deshaun Watson alleged misconduct and that they stand against sexual assault and all that. You know, they're just trying to say all the right things and backtrack a little bit. Yeah, I have a hard time believing that they had no Oh, idea. I do too. Well, yeah. they, they encouraged it. I mean, it was a clause in his contract that whatever hotel they went to, included in the preseason and in training camp, that he was required to have a masseuse in the building at the hotel in his room at, well, not at all times, but on that particular day, at least at least once. So, yeah, they knew what was going yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was a clause in his contract. So, I have a hard time believing that for sure. So, that's kind of the big news. 30 settlements reach when it comes to Deshaun Watson. Obviously, there's some big golf news up there. Getting into some more local news here. Big news from J.H. Rose when it comes to tennis. Uh, North, North Carolina will be in Greenville for Excuse me. Some of the brightest tennis stars from all over North Carolina will be in Greenville for a weekend of United States Tennis Association play. Greenville is the host to the 2022 USTA North Carolina Local Track Junior Team Tennis State Championships. That's a mouthful. The event runs today through Sunday and will be played at five locations in Greenville, Elm Street Park, Evans Park, Greenville Country Club, Jatros High School, and River Birch Tennis Center. At least 65 teams of about 400 players from each of the NC local leagues will compete, and I believe a couple of Rose guys are in that, so congratulations to them. Also, Game 3, the American Legion, Legion Area 1 East Championship Series between Pitt County Post 39 and Wayne County Post 11 was postponed due to rain for the second straight night. The teams will try again today. Pitt County leads the series 2 to nothing, And, of course, Greenville's Tar Heels team claimed the 10U state championship with a 4-3 to three win over Myers Park Trinity in walk-off fashion yesterday. So that's pretty much the uh, general news. And if you want to get into the UNC uh, scandal, well, not necessarily a scandal or a controversy, but the big news out of UNC basketball, the number one prospect in G.G. Jackson announced last night. He's decommitting from UNC, and he wants to go somewhere that will put him in the best position to reach the NBA. Ooh, ooh, that's, ooh that's quite a comment from G.G. there. Dissing UNC there a little bit. I saw UNC fans beat up Noxious, of course, like they always are on Twitter. Um, just missing the fact that this is a college guy who's doing the best for himself, the best, putting, trying to put himself in the best situation to make millions of dollars down the line and uh, not realizing this guy's a kid and it's his future. Of course, these UNC fans are just being ignorant on Twitter. And That's because they're that Carolina fact. fans. They cry about everything. All right, Dookie. <laughs> I'll just make <laughs> with it. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's his future. It is the way it is. And I, I agree with him. I mean, I don't think UNC right now is still kind of in the rebuilding stages. Despite the fact they got to the NCAA championship, they're still rebuilding. They're not necessarily that marquee program that they once were quite yet. Um, so, yeah, I, I completely understand his decision. You want to put yourself in a position where uh, you can get yourself in the NBA down the road. So, um, you know, I don't want to say congrats to him, but, you know, I respect his decision there. Good on him, Gigi Jackson, number one prospect in the league. That tells me he's going to Duke. That's the most uh, that that that's such a Duke move right there. What do you think, Philip? Uh, Gigi Jackson like, to Duke. Nah, Kentucky likes to produce number one picks. On there you Kentucky, go, probably. Kentucky. I can see Kentucky too. They might not have much postseason success, but yeah, Kentucky would definitely be a good place for. Calipari knows knows his role as a coach. He's just the guy that grooms guys for the NBA. All right, 
More on what's going on at St. Andrews in the Open Championship on the other side of this big timeout here on a free ball Friday of the Patrick Johnson Show. Miss a moment. Remember, there will be a test. You can log on to the brand new 943thegame.com for the podcast of the PJ Show. Plus, what's going on with sports in Pitt County and around the globe. And the latest on the ECU Pirates. Log on today. The brand new 943thegame.com. You are dismissed. At the Vidant Wellness Centers, happy starts with healthy. And we all need a little happy and a lot of healthy. That's why we offer exercise equipment and classes. I know. They're into pools and personal training, too. And more wellness services. Like nutrition and yoga. With no annual commitments or hidden fees. Zip, zilch, nada. Because here, it's more than a gym membership. It's a happy, healthy relationship. Sign up today at VidantWellnessCenter.com and... Don't forget to bring a friend. <laughs> Before your next fishing trip, head to Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop. Just outside of Greenville on Marine Drive, Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop has one of the largest inventories of rods, reels, and fishing tackle in the area, plus accessories and equipment to help make your day on the water a success. Whether you need hunting, fishing, clothing, or other supplies, make Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop your one-stop destination. Greenville Marine Outdoor Shop, open Monday through Friday till 5.30 and Saturday to 12.30. Need $1,000 to $10,000 immediately for a gift for someone special, car repairs, or unexpected expenses? Time Financing Service offers competitive loan rates. Apply online and get your answer in less than an hour in most cases. Then you can pick up the cash at any of our 24 convenient locations. Apply online 24-7 at timefinancing.com. That's timefinancing.com. Time Financing Service. All loans subject to current credit policy of Time Financing Service. One-hour loan approval and same-day cash in most circumstances, exceptions may apply this isn't your regular cola so this isn't your regular cola ad no beach parties or family barbecues here just nitro pepsi the first cola ever infused with nitrogen so forget everything you thought you knew about soda because that nitrogen gives us a whole new experience think an infusion of smaller bubbles for a cola that's got a lighter smoother texture and don't get me started on the pour you don't pour this like any other cola We're talking turn the can completely upside down and watch as those bubbles cascade into the glass to create a frothy, luxurious foam topping. Can your cola do that? I didn't think so. Unless you've got your own Nitro Pepsi, in which case, cheers to your great taste. Because you already know that the only thing better than the pour is the unapologetic cola taste. Ah. What else is there to say? From the creamy foam to the smooth texture to its unbelievably delicious flavor, this is cola like you've never had it before. Time to bring your taste buds to the next frontier. New Nitro Pepsi. Smooth, creamy, delicious. This is Tim Sutton with Greenville Auto World. When it comes to vehicle maintenance, we know you have a lot of options. It's hard to find a reliable and honest auto repair shop. That's where we come in. Greenville Auto World with a commitment to providing our customers with honest quality service at reasonable prices. Greenville Auto World has one of the most state-of-the-art repair facilities available in eastern North Carolina. Our technology, education, expertise provides you with the best care imaginable. For an appointment, call us at Greenville Auto World on Charles Boulevard at 364-8730. Podcasts about the Pirates and Panthers are available. Sorry about that. I screwed it up. Let me do it again. Podcasts about the Pirates and Panthers available now online at the all-new 943thegame.com. And now, back to the P-Man, the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game.
Welcome back to the Patrick Johnson Show. Me, baby, Byron Fillner, Steve Man, Phil Barrett, Coltsin, right across from me. DJ C squared, Chris Cook on the ones and twos, and getting into a little bit more of the news of the day. Nino Niederreiter and Marty Natchez not signed by the Canes. The Canes only have about five million dollars in cap space left, so anticipate either one or the other, or neither of them signing with the Canes after the Picaretti deal. And uh, who's the other guy? Patcheretti. Patcheretti. Excuse Burns, me. Yeah. Brent Burns. Yeah. So. If you're a big Canes fan and you want to know about that or you were curious about that, no word on Nino or Natchez, but only $5 million cap space. And Nate, not Natchez, Nino wants a long-term deal. Uh, not looking too good right now. Anyways, getting into St. Andrews, uh, very dramatic. Good day for ECU alum Harold Varner III. Not so much for Tiger Woods. What's going on from St. Andrews, Philip? Well, first off, Cam Smith. Had the low round today. He posted a 8-under-64 and has a two-stroke lead on Cameron Young, who was the leader after one round. So Cam Smith is 13-under, Cameron Young in second at 11-under, and then Roy McIlroy and Victor Hovland both at 10-under through two rounds of play. Going down to Harold Varner the third. He entered the day at one over par. Started out great, shot a 4-under-32 on the front nine with four birdies. No bogeys. Didn't see his first bogey until the 16th when he was putting for birdie. Blew his birdie putt past the hole. Gave himself a very difficult par putt. Almost made it, but had to tap in for bogue. Um, He parred 17 and nearly birdied 18. Missed a six-foot birdie putt and uh, settled for par on 18. So he finished the day with a 5-under-67. Once again, six birdies for him and one bogey on the day for Harold Varner III. Uh, as far as Tiger Woods goes, he did not have a great day. He had a horrendous first-round shooting. I believe it was 7-over par um, and shot... And ended up nine over either way. I don't have the official thing in front of me. It, either way, it, it was It declined bad. it. Yeah, now that all the round's over, it kicked yeah. off everybody's either score. Way, it's bad. Yeah, so he <laughs> finished nine over... Um, made what is probably his final competitive round at the old course today. He walked down the 17th, or sorry, the 18th fairway, crossed the bridge by himself. Very emotional Tiger Woods. I don't think it'll be his final uh, golf round competitively, but probably his final one at St. Andrews. That's the um, big question right now. It is. Yeah. I need to look it up. I, I should have done this for the show. Feel bad when's the next time they're going to St. Andrews, but I'll look it up here in a second. Okay. Take a look at the live golf guys that competed at St. Andrews in the Open Championship, the gay t- today, 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 excuse me. Um, two guys in the top ten, um, tied for eighth right now. Taylor Gooch, seven under, while Dustin Johnson is uh, tied or not tied, but sitting at uh, fifth right now in the top five, at uh, nine under right now. A couple other notable live guys um, on the leaderboards right now. Abraham Answer five under. He's tied for 18th, along with Lee Westwood. Uh, Patrick Reed tied for 24th. He's four under. Sergio Garcia is tied for 36 with three under, as well as Ian Poulter. Uh, Paul Casey is tied for 55th with Bryson DeChambeau at one under. And I was looking at this little graphic that Liv put up. I didn't realize they had teams in the Liv Golf Tour. Yeah, I didn't either. I, I honestly have not paid much attention to the Liv. Liv yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. I know who's over there. But yeah. Speaking of live guys that went, um, Phil Mickelson also missed the cut. And he was five over. Damn it, Lefty! Come on, man. I know. We can't get Tiger. Why can't we get Phil? I know. We need Lefty. I don't even see. I, I looked up future Open Championship sites. Only the next three have been officially posted. Then I googled 
what you know next time that the open returns to St. Andrews, I don't see anything. So yeah. it'll at least be twenty twenty six. It probably won't even be that recent. So yeah, yeah most likely Tiger's final competitive it, round yeah. at St. Andrews. I think it's safe to say that's it for him at St. Andrews. Yeah, for sure. might even be it for him at the Open. It wouldn't surprise me. I kind of brought up for the show. Um, maybe his last tournament would be like next year's Masters or something. I, I think he'll. Um, being an American, I don't think this will be his last tournament, even though this place has a special place in his heart. It's where he created here, sorry, finished the career Grand Slam in 2000. Um, but yeah, I still think like, you know, Tom Watson finished there, but you know, he's yeah. from over there. Uh, so I think a guy like Tiger will finish at Augusta National or some other course in a big tournament that's a little more near and dear to his heart here in the States. Uh, looking at the antithesis of Tiger Woods here. You like my vocabulary word? There you there? go. Antithesis. Yeah. You need a dictionary to, yeah. to uh, right. hang out with Ben on the show. You could tell I'm a well-educated private school uh, student here. But, uh, yeah, moving on. John Daly, I heard, was out there. What's John? What's old John doing out there? How's he looking? I know he's got a goofy outfit, of course. Everybody's cold. And John Daly has a few cold ones in him, so that definitely warmed him up. Didn't he quit smoking cigarettes? I feel like I heard that somewhere. I don't believe that. I don't that believe only that either. That only fuels him. Come on, man. Why yeah. don't he take his one steroid out? <laughs> so uh, John Daly uh, shot two over today, ended up three over for the tournament, and missed the cut. You know what? I'm impressed. Two over, not too bad for yeah, John Yeah, one Daly. over yesterday, two over today, not bad for the old man. He, uh, he was one of – he might have been the only player. That I saw. He's the only player that I saw. I don't want to say, you know, spread misinformation say he was yeah. the only player. Yeah. Wearing a short sleeve shirt, though. Like, yeah. it was cold. <laughs> it was windy. Everybody's, he's got, like, this, like, button-down Hawaiian shirt on. I don't even think it was tucked in in the front. Yeah. He was having a grand old time. Yeah, I know he quit Jack, so I don't know how he's staying warm. You know, Jack warms you up a little bit. He's, his, so, his logic is uh, he quit Jack because it caused alcoholism issues. So, he thinks if he just drinks beer, he'll be all right. I heard that he drinks, like, 14 Cokes in a round. Diet Cokes. Diet Cokes. Right. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe he's got such a caffeine high he doesn't realize he's cold. Maybe he's just like, maybe he's like, you know, a little kid in Talladega Nights that's all jacked up on Mountain He's like, I'm all jacked I'm up all jacked on jacked Diet up on Mountain Coke. Dew. He's but, like, I'm all jacked up on Diet Coke, yeah. so he I'm he, too jacked up to be cold. He said he plays his best golf drunk. I, so, I, I actually uh, believe that. I believe that. I mean, I play my best cornhole drunk, but. There you go. I, the, I mean, golf is one of those sports you probably get better when you're drunk. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's More what it was invented for. Maybe, yeah, I would say like it's it's whatever you're used to playing, man. If you play majority of your rounds with a slight buzz, and that's what you're used then to, you're it's just be good like that way. Yeah, it's just like I know a few guys who play better golf when they're smoking a cigar, even if they don't smoke cigars often. Just that little nicotine buzz gets yeah, them, you gets know, gets them going. going. Yeah, absolutely. I also heard a story, or no, he actually actually like openly admitted this. He used to eat twenty packs of peanut M and M's back when he was regularly on the tour during a. Uh, during uh, an event, so twenty packs. How is this man alive? How is this man Dude, alive? Dude, my my stomach would just hurt too. Yeah. That's a lot of sugar and protein. Yeah, I don't. Hey, that it works for him. Well, I mean, I he's still kicking. So I, I mean, know. hey, with all the success he's got, who am I telling to? He's a former Open champion back in nineteen ninety five. So yeah, I mean, speaking of John Daly, I'll pose you a quick question here. We'll move on from the golf talk. I know you're a guy who loves the leisurely games. You like it by the books. Very. Uh, I don't want to say fancy, but very cordial when it comes to these sports like tennis and golf. Are you a John Daly fan? Yeah, I guess he's been doing it so long. Yeah. So he's got the if wins. he if he came on the tour now, I probably wouldn't like him. But you got to remember when I was a kid, when I was born, he was 
already there. So yeah. that was all the only way I knew him as. Yeah. So I it wouldn't be surprising if I didn't like a future guy like him. But you know, I was a little kid. My dad's like, "Yep, that's John Daly, and that's how he is." I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." But <laughs> yeah, no, I guess I'm uh, you know, I'm definitely old school. Like I said, I don't like they're going away from collared shirts. I don't. You yeah. Know, I'm a very very conservative when it comes to sports specifically. Hey, we in the talk about Tiger Woods growing the game. John Daly definitely had a part in growing the game. He a definitely bit. did. Yeah, yeah. In terms of uh, getting some casuals into it. Moving on, my guy Philip the Ref Pilkington posed a great question here. Now that the NBA play-in game is going to be a permanent fixture, uh, we're going to go around the roundtable here. Are you for or against the NBA play-in game? I guess we'll start with uh, Chris here. How do you feel about the NBA play-in game? Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? I think every team needs to earn their spot in the playoffs. So you're against it? I'm against it, yes. Oh, I think in the play-in, I think you earn it even more so. It's almost like a wild-card spot in um, football. Like I'm not I'm not against that at all in terms of like uh, yeah I see what it. you're saying for sure yeah. and we've we've got some great moments out of the playing game so yeah I'm definitely for it uh, think no further than when LeBron James back in 20 uh, or back in last season played the Warriors a team that was uh, let's face it probably his biggest rival in his career outside of maybe the Spurs maybe I guess you can throw the Mavs out there but I would say the Warriors are definitely it I mean yeah I would say the Warriors are definitely his biggest rival in terms of a team. Played them in the play-in game and uh, nailed a three at the buzzer to win that and uh, advance in the playoffs and get a seed. So we definitely got some good moments and some dramatic moments in the play-in game. Um, so yeah, I'm not against it. It gets uh, it gets more stars in the game. It's only it's more basketball. It's almost like a wild card spot in the NFL. So I'm completely for the play-in. Game. No, Let's yeah, that makes sense. Totally, yeah. yeah, I see yeah. what you're saying. Already, eight out of fifteen teams in a conference make the playoffs, and now you're telling yeah. me that nine and ten have a shot i'm sorry but if you weren't good enough to be half in the top <laughs> half in your conference yeah. you shouldn't be in the freaking playoffs see i'm also like I, I agree with him totally on that though too yeah well I look like at your tenth, dude you could you could like you could win like 35 games and make the freaking playoffs yeah. like dude Back. this is a power hungry money grab for the nba to have a couple extra games this is stupid they've already complained for years about oh the season's too long too many games. We already got guys, oh, he's out because he's resting. Yep. Okay. Then why the heck are we playing more games before the playoffs? If the season's already too long, we play too many games, we got guys out resting. No, just do away with stupid crap like this. I'm not, I don't know. I, I think that's a little bit too far. There's a lot of stars in the sport. You want more stars in the game. I mean, let's face it. In 2021, if LeBron James was not in that playoff, that would have been a disaster. I mean, you need guys like LeBron in the playoffs. Just for, from, from a pure rating standpoint, they need guys like that. They need to give those guys that opportunity. And you know as well as I do, Philip, basketball, even at the NBA level, is a game of runs. I mean, think of your Boston Celtics this past year. Ne- early in their season, I would have never thought that was a team that was going to the NBA Finals. Next thing you know... One of the hottest teams. Yeah, in but in 82 games, it's going to even it out. I mean, heck, they were still a two seed in saying, this whole thing. They, we, the, what makes basketball great is you always have that Cinderella team that goes on a run or it's, makes things that interesting. Could be, that could be any sport. I, I mean, look at the look I, at the 07 Giants in football. It can be any sport. Either way, I think that in the in the age of super teams, where we're getting to the point now, with the exception of a few years. Coming into the NBA season, you know who's going to win the title. Like, I was pretty sure the Warriors are going to win the title this year. They only got better. Uh, I think it's good to have that Cinderella team thrown in there that can make things interesting. I think the NBA needs to 
they desperately need something like that in the age of the super team. So I'm not against it at all. I think I think it's a good thing. Um, I, when you look at the playoffs these past past few years, um, a lot of loaded teams that you already kind of expect to be in there anyways, the exception of a, of a slight few. So I'm for it. I'm not sure how Chris feels about it. It seems like he's indifferent. Uh, yeah, I'm when pretty you indifferent over. about it. Yeah. Philip makes a great point, though, that there's, like, I mean, the ninth and 10th, come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? It gives my – I'm also for it because my Hornets have been given a chance to get in the playoffs. Oh, so you All got more, some bias in this. Okay. I, I mean, not so much. I mean, the Hornets, <laughs> it's kind of like the team that I pull for that you pat them on the back when they do something slightly good because they're never going to win a title. Let's face it. See, it's interesting you bring up the point, like, we already know who's going to win the title. What's yeah. the heck is the point in playing an extra game for – Four teams I'm that saying, you know aren't even going to make the darn I'm, finals. I'm They're bounced bas- in the first round. I'm just saying, basketball is a game of runs. Look at the NCAA tournament. I mean, there's some teams that have definitely been some sleepers. Look no further this past year. And you but you're, see. You're, you're contradicting yourself. T- basketball is a game of runs, and you're like, well, I knew who was good. The Golden State was going to win the title at the beginning of I'm the year. I'm saying the NBA has gone away from that with the super teams. Oh, yeah. And it's nice to have a team like that who can probably make things interesting. Yeah, but. Uh, and have a, a chip on their shoulder. They're not going to make things. The 10 seed finding their way in is the well, how do you know? We've only had it for, seed. Yeah, how do you know that? They're not going to make a run. They're yeah, I highly doubt that. Also. Yeah. Also. I'm just, I, you can't go off two years and just say that. They're going to get swept. I mean, that's basketball is just – it's not like football. The last time it's not an like eight baseball. beat a one. The last time an eight beat a one is because Derrick Rose tore his ACL like a week before the playoffs and the Bulls didn't. That doesn't mean it can beat. never happen, though. Yeah, whatever. Either way, we'll finish that debate. These guys are highly against it. I call shenanigans – I'm for the play-in game. Makes things interesting. It gives my, my Hornets a chance, so why not? Coming up on the other side of this quick timeout, CBS Sports' Chip Patterson. We finally got him. What to make of conference realignment in football? Maybe he can die down the mass panic. More on that on the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Season, get the latest on the Carolina Panthers as Jim Zoki from the Panthers Radio Network joins the P Man. Bring on the good stuff, universe. This and every Monday, right here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station for the ECU Pirates. Looking to get engaged? Now is the time during Bailey's Fine Jewelry Spectacular Engagement Ring Blowout. This once a year event is happening July 16th through 23rd at all Bailey's locations. An expansive selection of engagement rings, loose diamonds, mountings, and wedding bands. Up to 60% off in Raleigh, Rocky Mount, and Greenville. Engagement rings near cost, at cost, even below cost. Bailey's Engagement Ring Blowout, July 16th through 23rd. Visit BaileyBox.com. Attention business owners and management, Roebuck Staffing of Greenville and Newbern is here for you. Will Roebuck and his staff are committed to fulfilling your staffing needs. Whether you're a contractor, a manufacturing company, or if you just need janitorial or clerical work for your business. Roebuck Staffing also does temporary to permanent and direct hiring. Roebuck Staffing is your trusted partner for all of your staffing needs and employment opportunities. Call Roebuck Staffing at 252-364-8700 or find them online at roebuckstaffing.com. Chico's Mexican Restaurant is where the fiesta never ends. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's every Wednesday for shrimp tacos for only $9.99. Plus, Wednesday means all Mexican imports for just $2.75. Thursdays, enjoy your favorite beef, chicken, or vegetable fajitas for only $9.99. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's Mexican Restaurant in downtown Greenville and online at chicosrestaurant.com. Chico's, where the fiesta never ends. 
I'm with my health insurance agent, Bill Jenkins. Bill is an employee benefit specialist and life insurance agent from Town Insurance. Bill, give us an update on Town Insurance here in North Carolina. Town Insurance is a top insurance and employee benefits agency in North Carolina and ranks in the top 50s nationwide. We have primary offices in Greenville, Kinston, Wilmington, Raleigh, and now Charlotte. And, Bill, what are areas Town Insurance specializes in? With our experienced account management team, we specialize in employee benefits, including group medical, dental, life, vision, disability, and voluntary options for employees. We compare these options with several of the best carriers in the market and assist businesses on benefit administration as well as employee education and enrollments. And how can a business best contact you to review their employee benefits program? Give us a call, 252-756-8300. Call today as the best time is now to come to town. Fantastic Sam's Cut and Color Salons are open and ready to serve you. We have taken steps to ensure your safety. Our locally owned and operated salons are ready to provide your next haircut, color, highlights, facial wax, or hair treatments. Please support your local salon by calling for an appointment today. Fantastic Sam's, affordable by design, caring by nature. Locations in Goldsburg, Kinston, Greenville, Newburn, Moorhead City, Jacksonville, and Calabash. Getting the Pirate Nation home. It's the Patrick Johnson Show. Well, the drive home should be a delight. Here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. And Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Chip Patterson, CBS Sports here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben B. Baby Byron filling in for the P-Man. Phil the rest of the along outside me. Chip, let's just get right into it. A lot of talk about conference realignment when it comes to college football right now. And a lot of mass panic. Uh, we'll start with a report that I guess a colleague of yours at CBS Sports reported, Dennis Dodd. He claims that Clemson, Florida State, and Miami are potentially looking to jump to the SEC. Uh, what is your thoughts on that potential move, and what does that mean for the ACC in general? Well, I don't think that we're going to see anything um, anything happen anytime soon. And the my conversations, I'm not sure what which report you're referencing or when it was published, but yep. my conversations with Dennis have, have been that where there are a number of schools that are looking into the legality of leaving the ACC. You know, it's been much discussed about the, the grant of rights, the document that was signed in 2013, then amended in 2016, extends all the way out until 2036. Essentially, not only would you have to pay an exit fee to leave the ACC, but then you would also be handing over your television revenue back to the ACC, even as you leave another conference. So I you know, can that be challenged in court? That's a big question. But I kind of think that there have been schools throughout the ACC, and I'm not prepared to report which ones, yep. who have at least been investigating, you know, how much it would really be. Would this document hold up in court uh, if a number of us uh, were to get together, uh, multiple schools, and together challenge the, the grant of rights? Would you be able to force some kind of negotiation? I, I would not be surprised if that research was that was done by lawyers starting when Texas and Oklahoma joined the SEC yeah. um, a year ago. 
And so the fact that nothing's happened yet and the fact that it doesn't seem like anything's going to happen in the immediate future, I just think that right now we're at a position where things are going to calm down. That doesn't mean that it won't pick up in a few months. That doesn't mean it won't pick up next summer. Remember, every year that we get further into the future, it becomes a little bit less expensive for one of these schools uh, to leave the ACC and go somewhere else. So as, as I look at it, uh, the ACC in the near term is, is okay. There might be some existential dread. There might be some concern or worry. But I think we're going to have to get a lot closer to that 2036 date before it's going to be worth the money it would take on the lawyers and the money it would take to leave for any school to jump from the ACC. Do you think with these conferences in the Pac-12, the ACC, and maybe the Big 12, would it be in their best interest to look into a merger? And if they do kind of figure out a merger here and get that worked out, what would that mean for when it comes to potential purging from other conferences? Would that kind of help them kind of keep conferences or keep teams within their conference? Or what exactly does that merger do for them? I don't foresee a merger. The closest thing that I could foresee is some sort of – like some play where maybe you end up seeing, how about this? Um, I think it's more likely that we would see a merger of television channels than we would see a merger of conferences. I think it's more likely that the ACC network and the PAC 12 network come up with one kind of coast to coast college sports um, channel. And that it would probably be powered by ESPN that would give the ACC network a little bit more inventory in a West coast presence. And that would give the Pac-12 network uh, so many more televisions than the Pac-12 network is currently able to reach as it's set up. That is something that could increase potentially the revenue for the ACC. That is something that could really help out the Pac-12 with, with their own media rights negotiations. But none of that has to do with being in the same conference, having the same standings, sharing a conference schedule. I think that that's where anything that involves merger among those three conferences – probably has a little bit more to do uh, with the television portion of this than yep. the, co- the competition portion of this, because I do think that for the, for the Pac-12, you know, what they are doing is they are trying to make sure that they can hold this thing together, because the Big 12 is looking at uh, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado as potentially schools that they could add to their picture. That would give them the Phoenix market in Arizona. That would, they're already welcoming in BYU, uh, here coming up in about a year. Yep. That would give BYU a nice rival with Utah. And, of course, Colorado has its own uh, Big 12 presence from its own history. So, like, the Pac-12 is just trying to hold together what it's got right now. Uh-huh. I think the Big 10 is going to stand pat. I think the SEC is going to stand pat. I think that we're at least going to go into this football season without fearing any more dominoes to fall. There yep. is one character in this whole conference realignment picture that could change everything, and that is Notre Dame. Um if Notre Dame decides to make a move, I do think that would set off uh, a series of dominoes that would be very interesting and, and change the math for the ACC and the Pac-12 especially. But as long as Notre Dame wants to remain independent, uh, they are kind of plugging the dam uh, that would be just a, a huge barreling forward into a new future for college athletics. Speaking of Notre Dame, do you know when that ter- current TV contract is up with NBC? Because obviously that's one of their big reasons that they're able to stay independent is that tv deal i don't have it in front of me but i believe 2025 i think we're three years out and um yeah i think it'll be interesting to see the 
Jack Swarbrick uh, had a had a conversation with ESPN recently. He's the Notre Dame athletic director, and the things that he mentioned that would change Notre Dame's position on independence would involve uh, number one, it, I think it number one their own uh, revenue television deal, which you just mentioned. Number two, their access to the college football playoff or whatever the postseason is, uh, and then number three, something from a scheduling standpoint. And so as long as Notre Dame is able to continue to fill out its schedule uh, with the rivals that it wants to play, you know, like the, for example, if we were to move into a super conference future, Notre Dame is trying to stay independent, but Michigan is playing uh, you know, nothing but conference games. And uh, USC, as a Big Ten member, is playing nothing but conference games. If all of a sudden you're starting to lose all those, te- those schools that you're trying to play every year, then all of a sudden you're having trouble filling out your schedule. We're so far away from that that Notre Dame's independence, I think, is going to stay intact. The television deal will do a lot to let Notre Dame know uh, whether they need to try to keep up, whether they need to be a part of these $100 million per school per year payouts that might be coming in the Big Ten. And Notre Dame also uh, has potentially a different – potentially, I say – a different situation in terms of challenging the ACC's grant of rights as they are not a full member in football. So you are correct to identify Notre Dame's television contract negotiations as a key part of this. I would also say that the way that we have seen uh, some of the streaming services jump in and make themselves a part of sports television rights negotiations and the impact that they've had, I think that Notre Dame might be okay. I don't think they're going to be left high and dry when it comes to trying to find a suitor. And, of course, NBC does like it uh, in a major way for its football product. So it, it is definitely something interesting to see, but we're still maybe three years out from that. Let's talk about a move that we know is set in stone and we know about in USC and UCLA moving to the Big Ten. The first thing that came to my mind when I saw that was how is that sustainable? Obviously, for football, they have the, uh, they have the money to make that work when it comes to travel and everything. When you look at the smaller sports, let's say like volleyball or even just a basketball or a baseball, how exactly is that sustainable? And it says here, according to Sports Illustrated here, that it turns out money was the motivating factor behind UCLA moving to the Big Ten. How could that be the case when it seems like the expenses when it comes to these smaller schools, or not smaller schools, but smaller sports for UCLA and USC kind of outweigh the gain here when it comes to money? Um. So, I mean, you guys, I am assuming, and it per, excuse me if I'm wrong. No, that's fine. But you all are very, you are very familiar with the college baseball schedule, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've got your, your non-conference series, you've got your conference series, and, like, when you look at the entirety of the uh, college baseball schedule, conference play definitely matters and makes up a majority of it, but you play a lot of non-conference series yeah. as well. Absolutely. And – some of that's based on regionality. I foresee uh, the situation for some of these conferences as they continue to expand to be where you're going to have the schedule set up in some of these other sports that you're talking about that allow for a lot of non-conference action that's going to be based on regional um, regional matchups. Yep. And that maybe we have a maybe there are some blatantly situations where some sports end up competing in a different conference. I mean, we already have that uh, with, uh, I know, ice hockey. You've got teams that are not in the Big Ten for every other sport. 
have to go to the Big Ten because that's where they sponsor ice hockey, and it might not be sponsored all over the country. Uh, you've got that in all kinds of Olympic sports where you, know, you might have uh, your you know, football team and your football conference, but you know maybe uh, soccer, maybe field hockey, they're, they're playing in another conference. Yeah, conference and, and so I foresee different. down the line it'll be something a little bit more like that, whether it's smaller conference schedules that aren't going to be as taxing on the travel okay. or whether it's simply playing in a different conference altogether. Uh, I think that they're going to use a little bit more common sense than certainly what we are seeing as a, a big logistical nightmare to try to travel the entire country like that. CBS Sports' Chip Patterson with us here on the Patrick Johnson Show. We did tape that earlier in the day, so you can hear the full interview on our website at 94throughthegame.com as he talks a little bit more about the American and what this all this conference realignment. If it does happen, where does the American stand and what does that mean for ECU? More on that on our website at 943thegame.com. Coming up on the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show, we take it back to Free Ball Friday. Our picks for the Home Run Derby, I think that's the best event in the All-Star Game, to be quite honest with you. We make our picks, taking a look at the odds. More on that on the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Remember the days when you could go to your favorite butcher shop and get your pork chops or steaks cut just the way you like them? Well, you still can. Acre Station Meat Farm on Highway 32 in Pinetown, north of Washington, is Eastern Carolina's traditional butcher shop. Acre Station is where you can get your order cut the way you want it. The best sausage, bacon, and pork chops and steaks you'll ever taste. I get my steaks from Acre Station because, uh... The quality is great, and they can cut it any size you like, and just can't find a selection like that anywhere else. I like to go get my roast at Acre Station because they cut it at about six pounds, and that's perfect for my for my family. Because I just can't find what I'm looking for at the grocery store anymore. Acre Station, your traditional butcher shop in Pinetown, just outside Washington on Highway 32. Find out what others have always known. The short trip to Acre Station is worth the drive. At Acre Station, you just get that good, friendly service you just can't find anymore. I guarantee it's the best sausage and bacon you'll ever eat. Bill Clark Homes is proud to support East Carolina athletics. The Clark family continues to make significant contributions to help ECU succeed on the field. And Bill Clark Homes is built building quality homes in Pitt County with prices ranging from the 200s on up to 500,000. Their new 4,000 foot design center is now open and unlike anything you've seen before. The new Bill Clark Homes Design Center is located on the corner of Red Banks Road and Greenville Boulevard. Bill Clark Homes, building family traditions. Real people are getting real and lasting pain relief at QC Kinetics. Who would have thought that I would be in better shape now than after I got out of the Marines at 22? It's great to be active again. I've played 36 holes multiple days in a row without pain. Everything is great. Are you tired of living with chronic joint pain? QC Kinetics uses cutting-edge regenerative medicine to restore and repair damaged tissue, natural healing agents from your own body, so your body can heal itself the way it was designed, with no pain pills, no steroids, no drugs, and no downtime. Recommend everyone seek out QC Kinetics as an alternative to surgery. Thanks to QC Kinetics, quality of life is just a lot better. Definitely changed my life. Call now to see if regenerative medicine could be the answer you've been looking for. The local medical professionals at QC Kinetics have proven protocols that can give you lasting relief now, and the consultation is free. Call QC Kinetics 252 765 
pain. That's 252-765-7246. 252-765-PAIN. Hello, this is Sergeant Brad Taylor with the North Carolina State Highway Patrol. Have you ever thought about a career as a North Carolina State Trooper? We are currently looking to fill positions across the state, and your career could start with training as a part of the 158th or 159th Basic Patrol Schools beginning in early 2023. With competitive pay, great benefits, and having a daily positive impact on your community, now is the time to make the change. Find out more by visiting www.ncdps.gov or contact the local District Highway Patrol office in your area. Thank you and have a safe day. Pirate basketball lives right here. Right here. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Welcome back to the Patrick Johnson Show on a free ball Friday. Ben B. Baby Byron filling for the P. Man filled the rest token ten right across from me. Chris Cook, DJC squared on the ones and twos. Take a look at this uh, celebrity softball game here. One of the big names in that event. I know you you get a big kick out of celebrity games. Take it away, Philip. So the uh, we'll start with the former MLB players: Hunter Pence, CC Sabathia, Andre Ethier, Sean Green. The uh, softball stars in there: Laura Chamberlain, Natasha Watley, Lisa Fernandez, and always Jenny Finch. Um, some of the big names. Uh, I'm not gonna lie; I don't know some of these people. But uh, snowboard- just name the big ones. Yeah, uh, snowboarder Chloe Kim. She's like the only athlete that's not a former baseball or softball player. Normally, get some NFL guys. So a little disappointed in that. But uh, hey, if you can do what she can do on a snowboard, I'm sure you can only be so bad at softball. Uh, I guess she's if you consider, terrible. Yeah, I guess if you consider <laughs> you know wrestling a sport, the Miz is in it. Uh, but as far as other big names, Bad Bunny, Quavo, Rob Lowe. Uh, Brian Cranston, and uh, don't really know anybody else except for, I do not know how this happened, freaking JoJo Siwa is in it. The girl who's like 18 and dresses like a giant preschooler. All right. so This is going to be bad. I'll skip that. Um, Who is Brian Cranston? Dude, get out of here with that. Who is that? Are you serious? No, I'm dead serious. Who is that? It's Walter White from Breaking Bad, bro. Well, I, I mean, know honestly, who Walter White is. I but. didn't honestly, I did not know his name was Brian Cranston. I saw the picture and I was like, okay. And then the other like famous actor that's kind of famous is J.K. Simmons. Did not know that's his name, but it's the dude from the Farmers Insurance commercials. The guy that's the, the bald guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, I've wow, seen him in other stuff. They're but really like, pulling out heavy hitters. I know, here. right? The this Miz. is bad. <laughs> I mean, I remember one year they was in Cincinnati and Andy Dalton hit a nuke that like one hopped the real fence. Uh, I remember Larry Fitzgerald's played in it. Adrian Peterson. They've been Kobe. some big names. Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. And Bill uh, Nye the Science Guy. Oh God, that was bad. <laughs> yeah. I, Wait, are you telling me that Bill Nye the Science Guy played in this? Yeah. I mean, it's a celebrity softball game. It's a joke. They go out there and goof right. off. How do you do? Do you remember? It was no? pretty bad. Okay. Hey I'll Chris, I haven't seen Breaking Bad. Sue me. That I mean, yeah, in my opinion, me. that's like yeah. top five TV shows ever. Yeah. Oh, I, I I'm sure it is. I just haven't seen it. I've I'll get around to it. At some my point. my one. Praises that Rob Riggle's not in it. He's in it like every year, and they, he's the guy they mic up. And I've never thought he's that funny. He's just kind of. I, I hate him during before the uh, in the NFL pregame show, I believe for Fox. Oh yeah, it's so forced. The skits are so bad. Like yeah, it's like bring back freaking Frank Caliente when he did it. It was awesome. And yeah, then they got Rob way. Riggle. Yeah, he kind of ruins a pretty solid pregame show there. But going to the home run derby, we got the odds. We got the field finally. Pete Alonso plus two fifteen. He's the favorite. Of course, he's a back-to-back home run derby champion, so he's going to be the favorite. Kyle Schwarber at plus 320. He's got the second-best odds. Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Braves, plus 600. He's tied with Juan Soto in terms of odds. Uh, 
who's also in the home run derby. Corey Seager, plus 850. Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners, plus 1,000. Jose Ramirez, plus 1,500. And Albert Pujols, plus 1,600. Uh, I think it's just kind of like a nice little send-off for, for Pujols. It'll be, I guess, a nice story if he does win it. But I don't think anybody at this table is giving him much of a chance. It doesn't seem like the media outlets are either. Before we get started, has anybody uh, got poo holes in this thing? Nah, he, uh, unfortunately, Schwarber's going to hand it to him. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be a buy for Schwarber, I think. How is Albert Pujols not on our bracket for funniest or best sports name? I don't know. That's a great name, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. I mean, <laughs> there were some other great names on there. Yeah, that's true. There were some better ones for sure. So let's get right into it. We'll go with Chris first. Who you got in this home run derby, and what's your case? I'm going to say Pete Alonzo because you mentioned earlier that he won it back-to-back, but he's actually only the third player ever to win it back-to-back. So I'm going to predict a three-peat here, you know, not to make wow. a pun there. Okay. Yeah, hey, hey, nothing wrong with that. I mean, pick the favorite. That's that's uh, that's smart. I, I would never bet on a favorite. I would never bet, especially when it's not legal here. But if you want to play it safe, he's definitely your guy. I'm conflicted, Philip, between Kyle Schwarber and Juan Soto just because we know Juan Soto can jack that thing. Um, he hit 46 homers last year. He hit 18 so far this year, and he's batting 348 after the break or after the break last year. So we'll see how it goes. I- I'm leaning more towards Schwarber, though, who's the number one seed in this tournament just because he's got a really good exit velocity at 93. Um, his max home run distance is 468. Um, we know Schwarber can jack that thing, and he's one of the hottest hitters in baseball coming into the break with uh, 17 of his 28 home runs coming in the last six weeks. I'm going to lean more towards Schwarber, who has the second-best odds at 320. Who you got, Phillip? So mine was between Corey Seager because he's kind of hitting up. Okay. He's hit six home runs we'll already. Sleeper this, there, yeah. yeah that's kind of my sleeper pick. He's already at six home runs this month. But I'm going to go Juan Soto. Okay. And the reason is he was the eight seed last year. He took on Shohei, who was the one. Yep. Wait. They had to go into a swing off. What well, says he was eliminated by Alonzo? So no. So he he took on Shohei, who was first. the one okay, got in you. the first yeah, round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He beat Shohei, but here's the thing: he beat him thirty-one to twenty-eight because they had to go into a swing off, and he was exhausted. Yeah. When he was up against Pete, I think he figured out how to do it. I think he only lost to Pete by like one or two home runs. I don't remember the exact numbers there, but uh, the fact that he uh, went toe to toe with Shohei, beat him. Like I said, if you hit thirty-one home runs, I mean they clearly, they might have went into two swing offs. I can't remember. That's a lot. Um, so I think he was just gassed, but I think he figured out how to do it. So I'm going Juan Soto is my uh, is my big pick there. And uh, like I said, I, I kind of got a little sleeper feel maybe that Corey Seager could do it. Maybe I'm a little biased because. Uh, He's from the same county I'm from. I don't know. Okay, okay. I mean, I, I don't hate that. It's not a terrible pick. Um, I'm going against Jose Ramirez um, under any circ- – or I'll, I'll bet Albert Pujols over Jose Ramirez just because his exit velocity is a little bit down. He's one of the best players in baseball right now. Um, I just would not – he's not the guy I would pick to win a derby. I don't think this is this type of uh, competition here, just in my personal opinion. And uh, same with Ronald Acuna. He's also one of the best hitters in baseball, but when I think of Ronald Acuna, he's a little bit more of a well-rounded hitter in terms of a power hitter. So that's why I'm going a little bit against Ronald Acuna, and it's going to be tough for him to get it past Alonzo in the first round. So, yeah, I, I can't see myself, if I was a betting man, picking Acuna or Ramirez. So the weird thing about Ramirez is he's turned down multiple home run derby opportunities. So yep. it's not the first. This will be his first appearance, but it's not the first time he's been invited. Yep. But the reason why I'm kind of against him is three weeks ago, maybe? Yep. 
He missed. He got injured on a Friday. He didn't go on the IL. Yeah, he, he was missed, injured for a bit. Yeah. But he missed a Saturday and a Sunday, and he really hasn't hit the ball great since. Um, not that he, I would say he's been in a slump, but he wasn't what he was before. I think this All Star break, you know, he's easy back on track. I don't think he's out of it, but just kind of what I've seen out of him the last like three weeks just kind of makes me feel like. He's not quite firing on all cylinders, so I guess that's the reason I'm more against him. Okay. And maybe I'm overanalyzing it because he's on my fantasy team, so I really keep up with what he does. But um, so that's kind of why I'm against him there. All very respectable picks. I respect it, boys. We didn't get too hot takey. I think we're very uh, we were very smart. Some well-rounded picks here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very well-rounded, all different. I appreciate everybody's perspective. That's going to do it for us here on a Free Ball Friday here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Coming up on Monday, the P-Man is back. He's back, the big return, return of the Pat. Coming up Monday, live at 5 here on the Patrick Johnson Show. We appreciate you listening as we hosted here the past two weeks. A lot of fun. We'll be back uh, next month, I believe, early in the month. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, this is the Patrick Johnson Show, B-Baby. Special thanks to Phil the Ref Pilkington and, and uh, DJ C-Squared Chris Cook. We'll see you Monday with the P-Man. Put me down in the ground, baby I'm running wrestling, I'm out of this town, baby hey, You want your money back? Chase me Dogwood State Bank is changing the landscape of community banking That term community banking is not just a catchy slogan for Dogwood State Bank means to bank local. Big banks may want big business, but Dogwood State Bank wants your business, no matter what size. At Dogwood State Bank, your business is big business. Come to Dogwood State Bank and you'll see the difference. Dogwood State Bank with offices in Greenville, Moorhead City, Wilmington, Raleigh, Sanford, and Charlotte. Matt Murchison here at Greenville Nissan. I'm along with Scotty Turner. And we got a star, and that's